0: Hello everyone, this is Lisa. Thanks for tuning in to the Pillars Through Seasons podcast. Here at Pillars, we believe in cultivating community in every season for all women of all life stages. On today's podcast, I had the privilege of sitting down with Christina and Ben. who are my friends who have been there for me through my personal walk. Christina is the founder of Pillars Through Seasons and Pillars was birthed after Christina became a mother. Ben works in the medical research field, and Christina is currently a student finishing up her studies in social work, while also being an executive assistant to Pastor Faith Cho of the River English Ministry, brand manager to Dana U Creative, and a program coordinator to Zemele USA. In this podcast, they address many questions that come up within the arena of Christian relationships and share the role that community has played throughout every stage of their relationship. Let's tune in. Here are Christina and Ben Kim. Thank you so much for sitting down with me today to do this podcast. Um, I just feel like so many people are so curious about your story and um, can you just share a little bit about how you two ended up together?
1: In terms of how we met, um, we actually met at church. We knew each other um, because I taught in youth group like i was a mentor for youth group and um christina happened to be in youth group at the same time that Mm. i was um teaching but um that is not the beginning of our relationship Um, but (laughs) that is probably the first time that we actually met Mm -hmm. um and then i guess when we actually started getting to know each other was probably when christina went to ywam right
0: Oh, so what happened uh, when
2: you went to YWAM? Right around the time, I was around 19, post-high school. Um, After my freshman year, I took a break and I went to YWAM, which is like a school for missions. Mm -hmm. Um, And then during that time, um, we just somehow reconnected and talked like almost every day, right? Yeah. And I knew, like, deep down that he was, like, my best friend. Because if you if um, you ask anybody, no one knows my whole story at Wyom except for Ben. Mm. Because every day I would tell him, like, this happened, you know, I don't know, like, I got slain in the spirit. And, like, he was almost like my diary. <laughs> like, I could tell him everything. Mm-hmm. And there was just, like, something that made me feel really comfortable around him.
0: So, you know, the million dollar question that couples get asked, um, who liked who first and who pursued who first? Is Uh, there a different story with this?
2: Yeah, I think I liked him first. I think naturally having so been like so comfortable around him, I remember thinking I really liked him and I asked him out
0: you asked him out over the
2: phone
0: over the phone
1: (laughs) while you were at YWAM
2: yeah while I was at YWAM wow um but he said no (gasps) what and then um I remember asking him again maybe a few months later just because like we kept talking you know and he said no again and then I got home after YWAM and he kept saying no to me, basically. Um, and then I think around the third or fourth time, he had to say yes because I gave him an ultimatum. And I said, either we move forward with this mm. and we date because, you know, we were so comfortable and we liked each other, I thought. Um, but then he realized he liked me. So mm. basically, that's how we came together.
1: <laughs> when she first told me that, you know, she liked me, um, I was kind of like... I guess I, I kind of thought she was confused um, or she was just getting too comfortable, um, <laughs> <clears throat> which is why, you know, that's kind of what I said. And it's also for me, it was just like, given our age gap, which is like seven years, mm. um, and it's He's not, older. it's not so much that I'm, <laughs> I'm like against, uh, it's not like that I was against dating younger, but um It's just like, I wasn't exactly looking for it either. So um, that's why uh, when she kind of, you know, brought up that she had feelings for me, I just kind of felt like um, I, yeah, it wasn't really something that naturally felt normal, I guess. So Mm -hmm. that's why, um, you know, I guess it took me some time to uh, get my feelings to connect with my everything else I guess
0: so I know we talked a lot about your dating uh and what that looked like but what about your engagement process you know um I don't know too many people who have enjoyed their engagement process and that's not to say you can't enjoy it but engagement is a difficult period because there are just so many things going on you know in terms of wedding planning and also two families have to come together um, so can you just tell us a little bit about what your engagement process looked like for you two?
2: Our engagement didn't come easy. Mm.
0: So we
2: were dating for about two and a half years and I think on my parents' end they were like, Wow, this older guy who is so grounded in his faith mm. and you know has a stable job and income, wants to marry their daughter like of course you know Mm -hmm. they're gonna be like take her like you know (laughs) we receive and Mm. I think for Ben's parents at that time I think they were so nervous I would say at the idea of I guess Ben you know moving on with his life and um, I don't think I was on paper the right fit for him Mm. at the time. And I can't say for sure the details of what happened within his family. But um, I think for a little bit, I thought it was my fault Mm. that we couldn't get engaged and we didn't receive their blessing. Mm. Um, But I think it was more, when we look back on it, um, it was more about them working it out in their hearts. um, About just like, you know, expanding their family and giving Ben the blessing to move on and you know have his own family but there during that time I think just both of us really seeking God on that and praying for like a miracle.
0: If you don't mind me asking, um I know you said that you had to wait to get the blessing um in order to move forward into engagement, but what was that waiting process like you know in seasons of waiting how did you two get through it together and how are you there for each other I think
2: waiting for that for me even though it was emotionally difficult um, it was really encouraging at the same time to know that um, Ben back then was my boyfriend so he was really encouraging me through the whole process and um, reminding me that in the waiting, That there's going to be something really rewarding at the end of it and even when it came to waiting uh, for i guess rachel because i wasn't getting pregnant right away um, or as at least it wasn't as soon as i thought it would be i remember it was really emotional at the time i think also because of hormones Um, but it kind of got the best of me during that time when i was waiting to see if i was pregnant or not and i remember what really helped me through that was actually talking to a lot of women who did also have maybe issues or had to wait a little bit to conceive and especially even those who did conceive just really early on um, they kind of helped me through the process of mentally and emotionally preparing myself for pregnancy and just hearing about those stories and different advice I think really put things into perspective and for myself at least I was able to uh, get myself I guess through that emotional hurdle of feeling like I'm waiting forever and maybe God isn't hearing me or my prayers but I think when it all happened looking back on it I think if I didn't really have been through the whole process of waiting with me in any life stage it really would have been hard just knowing that i'm fighting for myself but knowing that ben and i were coming together praying together but also asking people for prayer it really helps knowing you're on the same page yeah
1: i think uh one of the things that um, was helpful for me is uh i guess i always had this assurance that Uh, It was more so a matter of timing, not so much a matter of if it would happen. Um, And so I guess for me, the waiting time um, was, it was difficult, but it was bearable because uh, I knew that what we were waiting for would eventually come to pass Um, and I think Uh, definitely one of the things that uh, helped in that time also was um, just having uh, people around us um, really very consistently and constantly like reassuring us um, of the same fact that um, you know it was really just waiting it wasn't um, a matter of you know whether or not it would happen it was just a matter of uh, the timing. So um, I think, yeah, for me and I think for both of us, um, uh, our community helped us a lot in, I guess, just giving us um, hope, uh, hoping for us, and um, just uh, helping us to have. I guess, patience in the waiting.
0: So, Christina, um, you got married at a very young age, and now you're a young mom. Um, How do you relate to people, especially your sisters, when you are no longer in the same life stage as them?
2: Yeah, so I got married pretty young, and all my friends who are... The same age as me, but have very different lifestyles um, because most of them are either just starting to date or are aren't dating yet, but trying to get into the dating scene, and um, they have very different, I guess, work life because most of them are working corporate. Um, it's very different, but at the same time, I think what really keeps me uh, grounded in that friendship and. Like relating to them is just the fact that um, when I'm around them because they've known me for so long because most of them are my childhood friends it's always like kind of just they like bring me back to I guess me because there's such a comfort with them and I know that I can just be myself in the most silly way possible and you know I don't ever feel any pressure like they're not talking to um the mom Christina they're not talking to someone who needs to be responsible for a little child but it's more like we just can talk about anything and everything and I think and because of that I never felt like I couldn't really like I was really disconnected with them it was just more like I knew that i couldn't talk to them about mom stuff but i know one day the time will come where you know we can hash that kind of stuff out too because everyone will have to go through that life stage eventually
0: wow that is actually amazing that you know you can still hold on to friendships and you know sisters even if they're not in the same life stage as you um but just to backtrack a little bit um in my introduction to the podcast, uh, I mentioned the many roles that you took on, Christina, and I was wondering how did that happen? You know, how did you end up, you know, becoming a brand manager and an executive assistant and all of these things? Like, how did how did that happen? Um, I ended up taking on all these
2: different roles, mostly because, um, well, when it comes to the river. I ended up becoming the media director because we were, I think, very much in lack at that time. Um, There was a shortage of people who could serve. And um, at that point, actually, the pastors were running around trying to capture pictures and video content for Instagram. And I kind of thought that was ridiculous, but I was thinking about it, maybe I should do that because right around that time I had just given birth and I was relatively bored and I didn't have a role in ministry because I was just scaling everything back. And you know, I was very blessed with um, people who were just giving me the time and space to really focus on being a mom first and getting used to that, but I was very bored and I don't think I'm used to lingering around and doing nothing and just randomly one Sunday uh, my pastor came up to me and asked me if I was bored and maybe needed a creative outlet and I thought that was so funny because when she suggested that I could do media for the river I had already thought about it I just didn't want to bring it up and that's how I ended up uh, taking on the river media and Eventually what's so funny about that is I think handling river media and having to learn all those things about graphics and putting up content, figuring out what content people are interested in, trying to get people engaged, that actually led to me being interested in all the different aspects of what I do now. And I think even when it comes to pillars or working at the Melee or Uh, working for my friend who's a photographer I realized it really helped me with a lot of my uh, social engagement and figuring out how to communicate better and also having the ability and the skill set to do graphics doesn't hurt and that's how I ended up kind of taking on all those different roles and even though uh, the creative side of me I feel like a lot of times I have heard moms say that when they became a mom, they learned that they had this like creative side to them that just kind of naturally came out. And I've seen people who have become bakers, um, photographers, calligraphers. And for me, I just know that I don't have that kind of natural gifting. Uh, For me, what came out creatively was almost like content creation and management. I didn't realize that I loved uh, brainstorming and solving problems for different kinds of businesses and organizations, and I guess that part of me was unlocked, and it really helps being able to work from home, um, especially because of my daughter, so I think everything just worked out, and it kind of like came full circle. I don't think like I'm fully thriving in it, because this is just me taking baby steps, into these different spheres but it's been really fun taking on all these different things and i'm like in a bunch of uh, startups but it's so fun creating with these owners and helping them really cultivate it and also expand their organization or business
0: so it seems like like a common theme throughout all of this is um through every life stage community has been there for you so uh, what role does community play in your life and what advice would you give for people who are struggling to find community and be in a community?
1: Or I think it, it can be easy to feel like uh, you don't need community and uh, you can kind of handle things by yourself. Um, and I am definitely in that crowd. Um, I definitely struggled a lot to get myself into community because um, just because of the way I, that I feel like I naturally am wired or the way that I grew up. Um, I have always been uh, sort of in the mentality of doing things myself and uh, just kind of, you know, whatever needs to get done, you know, I'll take care of it. Um, And that's kind of how I've always been. But um, I think for me, um, one of the things that I've realized in having community and really being able to immerse myself in community is that it really makes life a lot easier Um, Mm. even if you are capable of doing things yourself um, being able to have community to help you to get you know from point A to point B
0: Mm. what about for you Christina
2: I'm very much like I need to talk to people and I'm very open Um, and uh, as we started dating and and got engaged I am way more of an open book than Ben is and so I needed to talk to people Mm. I needed to process things with them get their advice I never like doing anything without having someone um, I always like reach out to people who have been in my shoes or um, have already like surpass that life stage. And so I think um, having a mentor was really important.
0: Mentor figures, sisters, brothers, they've all been pivotal in your relationship. But how do you two um, propel each other into each other's destiny?
1: Yeah, I guess just like look into what things that she could do um, given her passions and things that she was interested in is like just trying to make sure that she has the time and space um Mm. and if that meant you know like you know giving her the mornings so that she could kind of be off of mom duty um that's one of the things that uh, i've been trying to do so that um she could have that time and um yeah i guess for me it's like my biggest thing for helping christina to kind of find her direction and you know find her destiny is um, trying to take stuff off her plate so that she has the time to explore that. Mm.
0: What about you, Christina? How does Ben propel you and how do you propel Ben into his destiny too?
2: Um, I think for my husband, it's been awesome also to see him grow as a person, but also in different aspects of his life. Like His job is relatively steady, I don't even know what he does, so <laughs> um, I just assume like he could be a CIA agent for all I know. Like I don't even know what he does really in the lab, but he has a steady job, which I think gives him the backbone to the administrative part of the river ministry. And I think watching him grow in that, I've always knew, like I've always known that He's, like, meant to help people grow. I think that's just a part of his personality. Mm. He's, like, wired to always fix things and improve things. Like, Mm. knowing that about the way he's designed, I knew that this is something that he would also be interested in, working with pastors and just, like, leadership. Seeing him grow in that part of his life, it's been really fun for both of us.
0: So you've been together since 2014, right? And you're coming up on your fifth year of being in a relationship. And you guys have known each other for way longer than that. But how do you keep your relationship fresh and intimate? You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, you know, after that honeymoon period of dating, it can kind of feel like same old. But how do you keep it fresh and intimate, even in the midst of having a child? And, you know, having your own careers and going to school?
2: Well, dates are kind of out the window.
1: They're harder to come by, not completely out the window.
2: Yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, I think in the beginning, it was really easy, right, without a baby. Mm. When you first get married, yeah, there's that honeymoon stage where it's just you and your husband, and you're like, wow, we can do anything and everything that we want, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was exciting, like, we're preparing the new house and everything. Um, but I think after a baby now and two and a half years into marriage, it's like really about I would say quality time even like little things if for a little bit like let's say someone can watch our daughter and we can go grocery shopping together like in for me at least those moments it's like exciting because mm. I can be alone with him and I think a lot of times it's like always before bed just checking in with each other um,
1: I mean I, I, don't, I don't think there's anything too much different that I would have to add to what christina said um like she said um you know when we first got married it was really easy because like literally i mean no baby a lot of time on our hands so um you know there was no there was no real schedule we had to abide by like you know the schedule was what we wanted to do basically Mm -hmm. um and so um it was easy um and you know i'm thankful that actually we got that you know first year year and a half of our marriage that we were able to, uh, just enjoy that way because, you know, obviously that was, that living like that wasn't really afforded to us when we were dating. Mm -hmm. Um, that's only something we could do when we were married. Um, but obviously, um, also can only be done without a child. So, um, you know, I'm thankful that we had that first like year, year and a half to kind of, you know, live like that mm. um, but yeah I think now with a child um, it's everything revolves around her you know yeah. um, and so you know a lot of it is I think you know in terms of keeping things fresh uh, just making sure that we're taking advantage of every I guess free moment
0: so to close off um, if you could go back what advice would you give yourself? if i could go back and give
2: myself advice it would be probably to invest more in our marriage i think during that time when we didn't have a baby um though we were pretty ready i feel like because we were trying to have a child it wasn't unexpected Um, i do think though you know we went on a lot of dates and stuff I wish we were very intentional about that alone time we had. Mm. Um, You know, because we were living separately from all our parents and just living by ourselves. Um, Mm. It would have been awesome, I think, to have already built something Mm. at that point in our marriage. Um, And I don't regret it that we're starting now um, because I think, you know, there's never really like, you're never really late. And I don't think I would have known what I like to do. Um, until I became a mom. But I do wish during that one to two years of just not having Rachel at that time yet, we really invested in our marriage. We were really intentional. Mm-hmm. Even if it means like we didn't need therapy, maybe we went. And
0: um, any words of wisdom you would leave for you know women and other people who are struggling to find community or be in a community? I would say,
2: don't be afraid of being vulnerable with other women in different life stages because most likely they're thinking the same thing you are. No one wants to say it. Mm. I think it's really important if you have a question just ask. Um, Don't be so afraid of rejection. I think people are more than willing to share their personal experiences and insight and advice and you really have nothing to lose from asking and I think there needs to be more open conversation with other women um, especially to cultivate community i think it's one of the most important things you can do just being vulnerable with your personal story Mm -hmm. and learning from other people
0: and growing together thank you so much for sitting down with me today we hope you enjoyed this episode and are encouraged by it if you'd like to connect with us make sure to reach out to us on our newly launched website pillarsthroughseasons.com you can also check us out on our Instagram at Pillars Through Seasons. We'd love to hear your feedback and suggestions on what you'd like to see next.